from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. We got plenty to talk about today. Chiefs are getting ready for their preseason game against the Texans, and a couple of things came up. Uh, I'm Ryan from Rogue Analytics, as well as RGR Football on YouTube. Uh, we have both Seth and Chris with us here in a minute. Just want to give you guys a quick update before we jump into it. Sammy Watkins was still held out on Tuesday. Uh, that means he's probably not going to see the field come Thursday night, so just be aware of that. Also, Dan Sorensen was on the sideline. Uh, they're looking at a knee injury, trying to evaluate and see just how uh, important that is or, or how severe that is. Uh, we look to get an update, hopefully on Wednesday, definitely pre-game, but uh, at this point I wouldn't expect to see him unless it was just uh, a real light flare-up or something like that. So we're waiting for word, we'll let you know when we know more. I want to let you guys know that we're going to have a special episode. We will have a post-game after the preseason game on Thursday. It's kind of special. We wanted to let you guys give you a heads up anyway. It's going to be our 500th episode of Locked On Chiefs. It's been a great couple of years, and we've been running wild with this thing, really. And it's kind of hard to imagine that that's the number that we're at, but that's going to be it. So just wanted to put that out there. We're really looking forward to it. And I won't know exactly when it's going to be released, but it will be a post-game. So look for that late Thursday, early Friday morning. Welcome back to the show, folks. We have a great one for you. All three of us are back together after guys have been kind of roaming around the country and, you know, long drives <laughs> back and to and fro. And they both made it to St. Joe. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, remember, check out Chris Unlocked on Chiefs. Check out Seth at The Athletic. Check out my stuff on RGR Football. We're all here and we have plenty to talk about. So we're going to jump right into it. Now, I want to know from you guys, what is the one thing, not necessarily a player, but a thing about the team that stood out to you, Seth, you were there first. So what stood out to you the most as you, as you took away from your days at camp? The corners are better than I thought, not Kendall Fuller. He's everything I thought. And again, with the, with the eternal caveat, this is camp. We talk about practice, practice. Oh, good Lord. How silly is that? You know, I have done that joke so many times. I've done that on literally Literally every radio bit I've done. I, I watched him get beat today. <laughs> oh, <it> was... <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. Uh, it wasn't. A, it wasn't Conley. It, it was. It wasn't. Maybe it was Dieter or somebody else. I just. I watched oh, him yeah. get beat today. And oh yeah. He, I, I thought about you. I thought about you when that happened. But the funny thing was hearing him jaw afterwards about being pushed off and whatnot, and one of the coaches going, "This is <laughs> yep. a one-on-one drill," and I'm just yeah. sitting there going, "This is awesome." No, they, I, I'll just the entire defense in general is giving the offense more problems than I thought they would during scrimmages. Now. It, to be clear, and we've talked about this, it could just be that the defense is getting some advantages because that's what happens. You know they're trying to make training camp as hard on Mahomes as humanly possible. But the big the big takeaway well, for me... And Reed even said that on Sunday. Yep. He said this defense was geared toward... This, this practice was geared more towards defense on Sunday. Right. So. And so... That's the thing that I would take away is I'm actually less – now, corner depth still concerns me, but I am less freaked out about the starting trio than I was, especially David Amerson, which I know we didn't, we're not talking about specific players yet, so we'll get into that. But that's my big takeaway. If I'm going to just do one, I want to do a million, but I'm just going to do one. Can, can I throw something out there? No. Just because I know it's been talked about and I was on vacation? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> Chris, talk, man. I love hearing what you say. Do I need to go back on vacation? 
No, no, I'm afraid for you, dude. I can't believe you were swimming in the yeah, ocean. Somebody has to keep us in check, or we agree too dang much. We do. Yeah, we and no, Ryan, it, was it was a lot of, of fun. It was. We were like that. Those 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 Sesame Street puppet things. You know, yep, 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 yep. And it was just we just agree way too often. Although I, I'm ready for a few things that I think Ryan will disagree with today. But anyway, Chris, what what was your big one thing? And you can't take the defense because I already did. No, I was wasn't going to talk about the defense. I was actually what I was going to say uh, was uh, it was just reported that Aaron Rodgers has had three interceptions for the second day in a row in training camp. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, where was is that on Twitter? Because I am tweeting that. Yes, I am tagging. I am tagging everyone in it. I oh oh my goodness! I feel bad. I actually had a bunch of people thinking that I was like subtweeting certain. Um, other Chiefs reporters or whatever, and I wasn't trying to do that. The reality is saying, oh, Patrick Mahomes threw three picks, it was technically correct, but contextually untrue. I got something for you. Oh, no. Five letters here just for everybody out today. (laughs) R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. Just, just chill, just everybody. Chill. Relax. It's gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean, seriously, that was the one thing, and I'm sure you guys have addressed this. But I mean, this idea, you know, Mahomes threw three picks. Yes, he threw one on a dead play where he drew him off sides, and he had a guy in his face, so he forced the ball in because that's literally what you're supposed to do on a dead play. That's the move. Well, and Ryan, I talked about this yesterday. One of the things that I said yesterday was and this is the same thing I always felt in camp when watching Alex Smith is training camp is meant to make mistakes Mm -hmm. it's for you to be able to learn what you can and cannot do I'm never going to worry about a QB throwing interceptions in training camp I honestly won't care if if Mahomes throws five or six picks in the in the preseason that's not going to bother me but that that'll bother me a little well and I get it I get which I (laughs) I get it, but my point is, is it doesn't matter. He's right. He's got to learn, and the only way he's going to learn is to let it fly and find out what he can and can't do. Yep. Where's Where's the limit? That's absolutely true. Right. But I mean, overall, like seriously, the defense was giving the offense more trouble than I expected, and so that's the team takeaway. There's so many individual players I want to talk about, though. So many. Well, I tell you what, well, the, it, the the thing that stood out to me is Mahomes when he said. You, like you said, the defense has been giving it to him, right? And he's like, oh, you know, that last one I threw it because I could have run it in, but I didn't want the defense <laughs> gone because they can't hit. Yep. Well, and-, <laughs> and unfortunately, I recorded my video before that came out, so I hadn't seen it yet. I wish I would have used that. Well, and, and that's a good, you know, it was a good lesson for him because he, he, he you, you got to practice how you're going to play. Even if it's kind of cheap and, yeah, the defense will jaw at you. And Mahomes, for all his kind of like – yes, sir, no, sir, kind of I'm a kid that's willing to respect everyone, everything. There's no way you get as good as he is at everything without being wildly competitive. And you know him. He wants to beat the defense straight up. You know what I mean? And that's hilarious to me. And just a quick thing to note, the next day at practice, he ran way more. (laughs) And I watched him run. I watched him run Saturday and Sunday too. He did run. He, he pulled the ball down and he ran. Now, the one thing I will say is, 
you know, we're sitting here looking at this and, and thinking, well, okay, so we're surprised the defense is holding the offense down. Maybe that's a better sign for what the defense is going to do this season. That would be sweet. Uh, I, I'm not trying to jump to conclusions or anything, but you have to also remember that this defense is without their two starting inside linebackers. Right, right. Well, they weren't the day I observed. They had they had Hitchens the day I observed. By the way, Hitchens hits everyone. I mean, if you if you hear a pop in camp now, once it was Breland Speaks, who, by the way, Ryan is ahead of Zombo on the depth chart. Are we seeing the end? I know that imaginary paper. Yeah, oh, it means so much. They put so much work into it. Um, but I mean, no, it's like the fourth assistant BJ Kizzle through names at a dark. Yeah, that's pretty much true. But I'm telling you Hitchens, that dude, I mean, he really, I I mean, I think he's the one who can cuss Charkander quest. I mean, he has been laying guys out. Oh, I really, I mean, I don't know. I, that was the same day. And I mean, he popped him. And so, I mean, who knows who did it or whatever, but I mean, he really, he lays into people. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, okay, so real quick here before Seth goes off on another tangent because he's so excited. I'm very Let's excited. take a quick break, <laughs> and we'll, we'll be right back. These days, it's harder and harder to find time to actually get to the gym. And that's why having something that you can work out on at home, at your discretion, is probably the best thing for all of us. And that's why we want to talk about NordicTrack today. They have a series of training equipment that gives you amazing workouts in the convenience of your home. They have treadmills and exercise bikes and incline trainers, even some strength training. I like the ellipticals best myself, but it's personal choice. All of them are there to benefit you. And NordicTrack has this cool online workout feature. You can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day if you want. You can join those workouts in studios or in strange destinations around the world. Start your day off with a run in the streets of Paris or end cross-training on the shores of Thailand. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. We have a special offer for our listeners. You get $75 off your NordicTrack purchase by visiting NordicTrack.com slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, that's NordicTrack.com slash locked on and use the code locked on during your checkout and you'll save 75 bucks. How dare you? You're welcome, Seth. (laughs) Go right ahead. I just wanted to get a break in there because I know what's going to happen if we didn't. So, oh, I was all, I was just going to say, you know, Chris, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I yeah, I know that's not what you were going to say. That's a, um, okay. I like since we were both there. I I don't know, Chris, how you want to do this. Like, do you want to say something about a player? I'll tell you if that matches up with what I saw, and then I'll say something about a player, and you say the damage that you saw, and we can see whether it shocks Ryan. Production value at its best. <laughs> That's fine. Although, although I pretty much already told Ryan my thoughts um, on training camp the two days I was there. But uh, the guy I came impre- away impressed with uh, on defense was Arian Springs in multiple drills. He can move. He's quick. I didn't notice him as much. Um, but he's he's got a, he's got a little quickness. He's feisty. Uh, seriously, all the corners. I'll stick with the corners. David Amerson, and again with the caveat, it's training camp. Who knows? David Amerson was better than I thought he'd be. Turning and running, you know he got he got beat a few times, but he held his own a ton, and that surprised me. So I just want to throw this out there. I know I'm kind of breaking from what we're talking about, but it was just reported that the Browns traded away Corey Coleman to the Bills. Oh wow. Sorry, proceed. Tyrod no likey. Yeah. 
<laughs> and they still don't have Josh Gordon in camp, so that's interesting too. But right. I'm sure we'll talk about it on Hard Knocks. I might have to do like a three minute Hard Knocks review every week. I, don't know, I can't decide. <laughs> David Anderson, I, I was impressed at times. I, at other times, he struggled. But you know, watching one worth where I was sitting, I got a pretty good view of the one on ones with CBs and uh, wide receivers. And to me, that's always going to be a wide receiver winning type situation right. in most drills. Right. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I, I saw Emerson get beat a couple of times, but at the same time, like I said, I mean, it's really hard to take anything away from DBs in that drill. I mean, they're set on an island specifically, and they have no idea. You know, it's man-to-man, which yeah. does happen, but not near to that context as to what that drill specifically is. Well, you're ne- you're never going to have a situation where you don't have anyone else around you. Right. There's no window. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah, there's no window. Oh, unless you draw, unless you draw, or even six years ago. Right, and then you could do that, but that's what made him so unique. Even the elite guys today, generally speaking, don't do that. They still have inside linebackers across the middle that at least somewhat yep. close windows. Um, but he was one. Here's here's one for you. So David Amerson, he was one. Um, and just on a side note, seriously, Kendall Fuller, and I saw him get beat once or twice. Like Watkins beat him once. Um, but Fuller's feet are amazing. That sounds weird, but it's the truth. Seth 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 loves feet. That's, that's all we got to take away oh, from that. Wow. wow. Hey, <laughs> it's the most important thing. It's the most important thing to watch for a corner and for a lot of times for a receiver. And I mean, you're seeing it with Hill, fewer wasted steps, a little bit better routes. We'll see if it translates into games. But I mean, Kendall Fuller has fast feet, man. Um, but so here's, here's, did you notice Blake Mack at all, Chris? Yeah, he made <laughs> Daniel Sorensen uh, <laughs> almost break his ankles. Okay, so you might remember, I think both of you probably remember the, uh, I think it was Tyree Kill on Philip Gaines a couple years ago where they had a video of, or was it Dat on Philip Gaines? Yep. Yeah, (laughs) and that's kind of what Sorensen looked like, except for it was right at the line, and it was just ridiculous. It was that club that, Um, by the way, I saw saw three people tweet out that Philip Gaines is having a good camp. I just wanted to throw that out there. You know, look, Philip Gaines has always had physical ability, and I think maybe a fresh start, maybe that'll help him out. Maybe he recovered his quickness. You know what I mean? Um, That would be good for him. I'd be very happy for him because in in limited flashes his first couple of years, it was like, man, I think this guy could play. Anyway, um, but uh, Blake, Blake Mack is a guy to watch. Now, the problem is they're using him. It's interesting. I have a bunch of people saying, oh, no, they're, just, they're, they're using him as a wide receiver. And he's listed on the program as a tight end. So I, yep. I don't know what to think. Here's the deal. He's, he's very undersized, but he's actually like about Jordan Reed's size. Um, or like I think he's about Trey Burton's oh. size. I mean, he's not – he's like 6'3", 235. So he's like a huge receiver or a very, very, very tiny – tight end like really tiny but the thing is seriously he is quick and he is um he's super physical uh like what he did to Sorensen I mean it was a club at the line of I mean he just and he did that to a few guys I watched him he is just he's he's really good at creating separation and I mean he's got really good hands he's very quick now the problem is the Chiefs as far as wide receiver goes I mean they there's not a lot of room um, for a right. 
for for a guy to pop on there. And with the tight ends, Andy Reid uses his second tight end on the line a lot, and I mean he's just too small for that. So it's basically him and Jason so, Moore for the third tight end spot if they're going to go with him as a TE. Right, and that's what I would say, and I think that's the best way to go. And honestly, he's a guy like, I mean, honestly, if he, based, and again, this is based on two days of camp observations, right? Well, I think Chris agrees with you, right, Chris? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I, I'm i still torn on tight ends and how they're going to go on that. Right, I'm just saying I... Mainly because, mainly because they brought in, sorry to interrupt, but mainly because they brought in Alex Ellis, and to me that made it seem like they wanted a blocking tight right. end. And if they go in with Blake Mack, Demetrius Harris, and Travis Kelsey, um, there's no blocking tight end there. Travis Kelsey is still your b- best blocking tight end at that eh, point. Harris can run block. He does. He does all right. They ask him to do quite a bit. I, I disagree. He's he's not as good as Kelsey though. He's better as I think Kelsey's a better run blocker. I, I think I think Kelsey might mm. be depending on what you're asking him to do. Definitely on the edge. Um, but I think Harris has a surprising amount of power, and he's a better pass blocker. To be fair, Kelsey's, like, never asked to pass block because, you know, he's running routes. Honestly, if there were some right. kind of injury, I would be more comfortable seeing Blake Mack in the primary tight end role based on just the two days I observed than Demetrius Harris because the Chiefs' primary tight end is almost constantly lined up as a slot receiver, basically. And I would rather see him out there than, than Harris because right. yeah. he, he's got some skills. Um He's a guy that I noticed. And then another guy that popped over and over. And like almost every time I noticed a running back doing something, it was Damian Williams. Don't you mean Daryl Williams? (laughs) (laughs) Yes and yes. I mean, but particularly with Charcadric on, on, you know, in the tent on who knows how long in this uh, concussion protocol. I mean, Damien's the guy who, who can play his role, that third down back, very good catching the ball, right? Anything to the contrary from either of you on him? He he looks really, really tough to cover on route. Uh, we've been talking about Blake Mack. I just want to throw this out there. If you're looking at the depth chart, he's actually listed as wide receiver. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. That- Sorry, I, I was just – Perusing the depth no, chart. That's and fine. I, I think we there. should definitely just start talking about other things instead of the thing that we're talking about. That's like. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we'll no, yeah. Instead, well, should we talk about the defense for a bit since we were talking about Damian Williams? I. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Chris, did you watch him much in the uh, in the one on ones or in the scrimmages? He looks extremely quick, and his routes his yeah, routes are impeccable. And, and he runs with surprising power, I thought, as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to say I saw him bowl people over, but I saw him get through holes that I didn't think he would get through. Uh, and he has some good speed around the edge. Uh, and the other running back that stood out to me was Daryl Williams. I saw him get around the edge pretty well as well. Um, that's going to be a tough situation for them, or a tough uh, position for them to figure out. Obviously, I think the top three are set, but the question is whether or not they can afford to keep four. Right. You know, every year over the last few years, they have ended up with problems in terms of running back and in terms of depth. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Hunt stayed pretty healthy last year, but he seemed kind of nicked up. You know, they were swapping out quite a bit. You know, we saw an awful lot of Akeem Hunt and Sharkandrick West last year. And honestly, I would just assume they keep four. I would love to see them keep, you know, Hunt, Ware, Damian Williams, and then pick someone out of out of I mean 
because Kerwin Williams flashed a few times too. I don't think you can get a, really go wrong with Daryl Williams or Kerwin Williams or Charkander Quest. But to me, the the well, point is not getting in a situation where you've got a more average player out there, which obviously is going to happen the deeper you get. But like, I, seriously, if you throw Damon Williams on the field, I'm comfortable with that. He's good in pass pro, and he, I mean, he was just destroying linebackers and safeties in the individual drills and in scrimmages. Well, this is what it comes down to me, though. Is he better than Sherkander Quest? I think so. But that's just based on his film Thanks. last year. Without a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, because that's I think I, I think when you're when you're looking at, at the depth, you got to have specific roles carved out, particularly for that third down back. I and mean, that's why I think it comes down to the two of them with Chuck Hendrick out. I don't right, know. right. Good time for our second break. Let's do that, and we'll come back and talk about pass catchers that make this roster. And so, but yeah, those I mean, Blake Mack really stood out. I mean, other than the guys that you'd expect, um, you know, all there's all guys you'd expect, and then the other. I got a name for you, <laughs> Garrett Dieter. Yeah. Uh, I saw him get first team reps. <laughs> oh, did oh really? I did not see that. Not many, not many, but there were times when he rotated in a team and got first team reps. I huh. I did not notice that. Oh, here's an interesting one. Uh, you know, people are talking about Robinson and Conley a lot because Robinson's having a really good camp. I think yep. I think Conley's mm-hmm. having a perfectly good camp too. He is not as fast or as quick. As Robinson, I think if you got them both sprinting in the open field, I think Conley's top speed is faster. But I mean, you know the drill with that. Um, but yeah. so Robinson's having a really good camp. But I, it, to me, at least the two days I was there, Conley was he like never took second team reps, whereas Robinson okay. took second and third team reps, and he rotated in for, with the first team as well. That'll be an interesting thing to see because there's a very weird dynamic kind of there like I think Robinson's better at getting open and beating man coverage but you know Conley's going to be where he's supposed to be every time has Robinson figured out the offense yet that's going to be the big thing for him I did see yeah. I did see Conley take a couple of second team reps oh did you interesting so maybe Robinson's starting to make maybe Robinson's starting to make some headway there but I mean like because people were talking about, oh Robinson's taking the job it's like well he wasn't close at that point but I think you know how Andy Reid works I, I mean I think Conley would have to actively lose the job um but they really they've got an embarrassment of, of riches when you watch the skill position guys play and oh here here's here's an observation that won't surprise anyone when Mahomes throws the ball it <laughs> pops when it hits people ow ow <laughs> ow that is Oh, there were there were a few of those owl looking drops. I'm telling you, where people. I mean, it's like guys, you're gonna have to get used to that because I mean, he fires that thing in there. But I, overall, it was just a really great camp. Super competitive, but friendly competitive. And then I know we got to wrap up, and so I just want as my very last thought, and then Chris, maybe you can wrap us up uh, talking about this a little bit. Chris Jones looks like he weighs like 290 at this point. Maybe two eighty five. Dude is like ripped. Yeah, he does look like he's lost weight. And I did say, I don't know that I mentioned this to Ryan earlier. I did see a couple of reps where in team they went and had Speaks, Jones, and Ford all on the field at the same time. Or sorry, Speaks, Houston, and Ford all on the field at the same time. I think Chris Jones is mm-hmm. on the field as well. Uh, but I also saw them take Jones and pop him outside to basically de end uh, like a nine tech. Yep, and have Houston oh, wow. 
uh, shuffle inside. So, yep. I I saw that too. I like that a lot too. It's it it'll be interesting. I think Jones is about to. Here's the deal. We've talked about this. That I think last year he had a really good year, better than people think. But I think Jones is going to have a. I think this is the year people realize how much better he's gotten. Well, and having other guys with him, they can set him up in a way that he can actually get something done and not be so focused on like he and Houston were last year. So, Who do you think makes the final roster, the six wide receivers making the final roster? Hill, Watkins, Conley, Robinson, Chesson, and I, you know what? I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say it. I'm going to do it. Oh. Blake Mack. Oh. I'm sorry. He was shaking, guys. I'm telling you. He he looked like one of the better players out there. Now, hey, it's individual reps and all that, but including in scrimmages, he was genuinely getting better separation than the vast majority of guys out there. And I mean, don't you want at least one high ceiling potential guy? He can play special teams. Yeah. So I I mean, if we're gonna do six, that those would be the six that I would choose at this point. So no, D. Anthony Thomas, no Marcus Kemp. I, I I don't think so. I I've been a, a little low on DeAnthony Thomas. So fair enough. Well, we will revisit after game one, folks. Everything changes. We'll see if it stays the same or not on some of these guys. But clearly, we had fun. Hope you guys did too. Thanks for listening today, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Chiefs. Check out my work at RGR Football on YouTube. Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com. Thanks for listening.